Welcome back to the podcast in the woods. Um, thank you so much for watching last episode. Um, we really enjoyed recording that one. I am your host, um, Charlie, and this is Marie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this this week we've got a more of an independent-ish film. It's probably less known than uh, Silence of the Lambs, but we thought we'd spice it up a little bit and do a less known film and uh, see if you guys like it as well. So, um, Marie, why don't you tell us about this magical film? <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I like before last year, I forgot this movie even existed to be honest like i heard about it years ago but never got around to watching it um only reason why i actually watched it the first time last year was i had uh i was going through an obsession uh with um james ransom after seeing it so wanted to watch like everything him and bill Hader was in so i saw that he was in this and i was like why not um it was okay Watching it the second yeah, time, the mi- oh, like watching it the Did second you- time was kind of boring, but it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to actually tell them what the film's called? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, it's sinister. <laughs> I was here talking about it. like, oh, it seems okay. Movie <laughs> haven't said what the movie was. Sinister. It's all right. <laughs> it was good. It was okay. It was watchable. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, it was, during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, during the day. I must admit, I watched it through the day as well, and it was, it was pretty bearable. I Uh, just, like, I don't know what, like, I, like I said, well, it was, it was, it was mainly the music that made me feel, like, on, like, it was, like, an unsettling feeling, uh, while I watched it at night, Mm -hmm. because when I watched it during the day, I felt none of that. I was like, okay. But at night, I was like, mm, "This music is not, not liking this music." Mm. So that's that's why I waited till turn during the day because I was like, "Nope." Yeah, I've got to admit, um, the film itself, like the story, was okay, but the music, um, was definitely the highlight of the film, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Anyway, um, it was definitely very impactful. The music. It's, it's just it was it was good music and I was like I was quite glad because I feel like in a lot of horror films that's something they don't re- I feel like especially with modern horror films they add like a screech like a like to it you know like a little zit to it or something mm-hmm. and then it it they think that's enough to scare someone or make them on edge but I feel like this film actually really cleverly used music, and I actually really enjoy the music in, in this. In yeah, this like today's film. movies, they like rely on like jump scares a lot and stuff. Yeah, and then like, um, and then also like when they do play music, it's like kind of obvious something's about to happen. But I feel like in this movie, the music was playing, and sometimes nothing happened, but like it made you feel like nothing was about to happen like, like it made you feel like something was about to happen but when nothing actually did and you're sitting there like waiting and you're like is it is, is something gonna jump out and then nothing and you're like oh they they tricked me oh, okay never mind and then the next scene they play the music and you're like 
they're not gonna do it. Oh no, they did something. So and then they do it, and I'm just like, <laughs> dang it, they got me. <laughs> they got, they got me. Um, so we should probably start at the beginning because that's a great place to start. Oh, um, so <laughs> I feel like the op- the opening. The most scariest, not even scariest, the creepiest part of this film was that opening where they show you the family hanging from the tree. Uh, yeah, I thought it was unsettling. Like, mm, That's the word, unsettling. That's the word. Because like, it was no, it just showed up on screen and then the music playing in the background and then like, not even gonna lie, at first I didn't, like, again, second time watching it, but I didn't notice like the branch was being I think it was like it was being cut or something mm-hmm. and I didn't notice that so I was just watching the family the whole time and I'm like they're just sitting there and then I saw the branch fall and I'm like oh and then they like lift it up and I was like this is the music with the music and then just though because like it was also like recorded on like um film it wasn't like a digital camera so it, like it had that like yeah. grainy eerie look to it and I was like this this is Mm -hmm. unsettling because there's no one talking it's just filming this family hanging yeah I'm I because at the time I didn't realize that that would be an opening so I had to kind of like rewind it and start again as soon as I started watching the film and um that's when I realized that the 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 branch was kind of like you being used as a weight Mm -hmm. to, to 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 drag up the family um to hang them and I did notice that the blade then just suddenly floated and fell down. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't even think I saw that. I just saw the branch fall, like, come down. I didn't even see, like, the blade. I think I was just too focused on the family. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was. And especially, um, I suppose, because watching, I don't know how they do it in films. I suppose they must use green screen or something. Uh, to do that because obviously they can't actually physically hang the actors that would be stupid um they could have like a wire on them too yeah you could maybe have a like a, a harness maybe mm-hmm. probably had like a wire on i was them thinking either they use yeah I, I yeah it was it was this weird moment where they um i was like how are they that that disturbed me more i was like god how did they because it wasn't like it was a fast scene it lasted at least five minutes and then and i was like they must have just put them in harnesses or something Mm. or it was a green screen and then there was like an elevator underneath their feet that's another way i was thinking maybe they did it Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know (laughs) i mean like someone i was like what a way to start a movie but um yeah but yeah and then it just yeah. jumps to like current time um and then mm. the family's moving in and everything and then yeah James Ransom came on I was like whoo puppy eyes <laughs> my baby but I can we just talk about how it's Ethan Hawke plays Ellison it's Ellison I think his name yeah. Was, but, yeah I was, was kind of an amazing name. actor by the way um but he he was he just took one box at a time into the office. Well, yeah, his his wife said that she was like just one box and he's like, "Well, what's in here is fragile." I'm like, "Or you could have just like left that last 
and carried everything else yeah. out first and then got the fragile stuff. But yeah, no, I, I saw that. Because I was like, one box, that's it. It's like, funny, I actually went into the office. There was like so many other boxes. And I was just thinking, did you just, for each, every individual box, just carry it one at a time? A whole day later, like... still carrying the boxes out. Cause generally, because he was he was just like, oh, it's so fragile. I was like, Dude, Care help them. your wife. Carry them boxes in. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I've never, I honestly can't remember any other movie I've seen him in besides this one and uh, this other movie. Um, it was like Daybreakers. That I've, that was the only two movies I can remember him being in. I don't think I've seen a whole bunch of his films, and if I did, I don't remember what he's been in. Um, what Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah, I've, I, I yeah. think these are the only two movies like that comes to the top of my head. Those two movies are the only top movies that come to my head. Um, what he's been in, but he, uh, you know, in uh, the newer season of Stranger Things that came out last year, his daughter is Robin. Oh really? Oh okay. In real life. And Yuma Thurman's her mum. Oh okay. See, I haven't. I'm so that man on that show. So. That scra- that that scraggly ass man had. Relations with the beautiful Yuma Thurman, and I'm mad. <laughs> it's like I'm angry. How um, dare! But but uh, yeah, when James Ra- when James Ransom came on the on the screen, I was like, oh look at him, he's so cute. He's he was so all he was ready to get that autograph and everything. He was like book hand in hand. He was ready, and the sheriff's like, oh, oh yeah. Sheriff's like, nah, I got you. Got to go, and he's like, man, like I want an autograph. But he was so sad, like, um, but yeah, I, I like, I was wondering, like, does he get this like, um, this type of welcome every time he moves? First of all, does this man move like move his family every single time he wrote a new book? Because I was like, he, I think he did. Well, oh, but I was like, what kind of like, dang, wish I had that money, but like his books, oh, he, I don't. I don't know how how his wife hasn't caught on that he would just move to another house where another murder has taken place. Because when she brought um, she brought that up, she was like, because like after the sheriff like talked to him, and he came back over to her, and she was like, oh well, why was he like pointing at the house? And he goes, oh, you, you like he came up with some excuse. I forgot what it was, but she was like, wait. Don't tell me we moved like a couple houses down the street from the crime scene. And he's like, no, we didn't. I'm like, yo, you moved in the house this time. But like, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't understand. But yeah, I. Oh, go ahead. But yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand either how she doesn't kind of catch on that he will every single time they move. <laughs> move close to the crime scene. Like, he's going to be close to it. But this time he decided, let's yeah. move in the house. I don't know why she doesn't just, you know, if she feels like he's about to do it, like, you know, move into the house. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it, it's just weird. I would personally, if he's done it before, because it, it sounds like they've moved into a place before and she's just like, we haven't done that again, have we? Yeah, I feel, um, I just feel like... Oh, it, if she's so like, like if she like she's clearly against moving, like moving into a house near the crime scene, or in like in this case moving in the same house, why doesn't she do research on the house? You know, yeah. 
Like, and I'm sure, like, before they moved in, like, they came by the house to look at it. Like, you didn't think mm-hmm. to ask maybe, oh, did something in this house happen? You know, because I ha- I know my husband has, like, the, you know, has a thing where he likes to move close to, like, crime scenes where people were murdered. So, is there any houses on this yeah. block? Or is this the house? Like, you don't ask questions when you're, you know, looking at these houses? Yeah. Like, you just let him pick the houses? Like, he's yeah. like, that one. But we don't need to... That, just trust me, it's the, this is the house. This is the house. It's perfect, honey. It's it's Nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> like, you don't even need to go see it. It's fine. Trust me. <laughs> you don't even need to step foot in it until we move in. I'll do everything. And then she's just like, okay. <laughs> and then later on goes, did we move into the house? And it's like, why? if you were so concerned, why didn't you research but um why didn't you research the house woman uh, uh no but I, I when when he goes in like before the police turn up though can i just talk about the 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 ashley the daughter she was just already painting in her room and she had already painted an entire section of a wall and they'd only just moved in like first legit, of all only about half, like Dude. <laughs> First of all, I just want to know, like, like my parents would never let me draw on the walls. They were like, you funny. I couldn't even paint the walls, like, a different color. So, like, to, let, to see her, like, be, like, painting full-blown, like, you know, on, like, the whole wall. I'm like, girl, my parents didn't even let me do that. I couldn't even put posters on the wall for a bit with <laughs> tape. Yeah, my... My parents never let me draw on the wall, but it was, and also the same for me. We're not allowed posters on our wall, but we're allowed like picture frames if we want to. But it, I was like, but I, I, it's not even the fact that that she she was allowed to draw on the walls. It was more the fact that she had already done an entire section by the time he had moved everything into his office which was like what half an hour maybe an hour and she just already it's like this it's just like she got out the car walked inside was like this is my room and started painting yeah she just already had the paints in hand just like there we go (laughs) y'all can move the boxes into my room yourselves i'm just gonna paint for the rest of the day but yeah no i was like doing the sass but um she was doing sass as well so not even gonna lie i forgot what happened after that because like i said it just it just that movie blurs together so like i don't yeah that is something in the film that i i noticed a lot of was the fact that it there wasn't a lot of deviation between what was happening outside of him uh, as we'll probably like get on to pretty quickly is the fact that he you know watches all these videotapes and uh it it does like make you kind of go where am i what am i watching <laughs> yeah like also like just as a whole i don't know besides the films that he watches there's nothing really memorable i mean but well also mm. like his kid you know sleepwalking but besides that it's just the films and his kid nothing else was really memorable because like it just started repeating itself of like scenes and i was like "Mm." so i think that's why it's like a blur because like i forgot the little like the unimportant boring parts and i just remembered like the ones that just jumped out yeah because um when after after you know when the police officer was like 
it's really poor taste. Yeah, the movie. To be here and move it. To move it. I was like, what? I was like, why is it poor taste? And then it was, he goes outside and he goes into the garden. And the tree's right there. I was like, yo, this man is ridiculous. And I was like, oh, Ellison, Ellison. It's like, it's in poor taste. It's like, why is it? Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, that is kind of poor taste. (laughs) But, um. But the most. The most accurate thing about this film, though, that I will say that I was very happy to see was the use of the dad cardigan. The, the cardigan he was oh, consistently da- wearing. <laughs> the dad The dad cardigan. He was just wearing that the entire movie and no, no one said anything. It probably stank. They're in that house for at least a month and he wore that consistently. <laughs> Quick, well, I mean, he quick, probably Didn't quickly wash it. Well, he probably quickly washed it and wore it the next day. I mean, just hung it up outside so it dries really quick. <laughs> but um, I I need to wear the cardigan. It's my. Oh, I mean, it could be his lucky cardigan. The like inspiration that he wears when he like writes, like inspiration. This is true. But um, is okay. Let me ask and this. Let me ask, is it yeah. is it that easy to get crime scene photos? Because this man had pictures of these of this family like after they were taken down from a tree. Is it that easy to get crime scene photos like that? Because like clearly, because if they if it's an open, I I think I don't know about American law, but uh, I'm pretty sure if it's a closed case, you can. But like pictures them. like that, like I would say, mm-hmm. I would feel like you can get like the the sketches. Of like you know like the bodies or something or like they show like the medical like after the medical examiner looks them over you can get like that I I feel like you in certain states you can get that but I'm like the actual yeah. photos that they took at the crime scene like you can get that because like this man just like pulled them out and pinned them up and I'm like yo this is literally uncovered bodies of like fresh from the tree pictures mm-hmm. and like. I- it was weird. It was a weird time. Because clearly, like, he didn't get it from the sheriff because the sheriff's like, we not giving you anything. And this wasn't, in, like, early, because, like, he pulled these out, like, early in the movie. So he hadn't talked to Deputy So-and-so yet. And so, because, like, mm. Deputy So-and-so didn't start helping him until later. But I'm like, yo, where did you get yeah. these pictures? Like, is it that easy? Like, Yeah. But, um... I feel like there's many of those loose ends in this film. <laughs> Yeah, also, like, hold on, like, how, um, so, like, the filming of, like, the families, like, um, I think, like, the whole family was in the frame, so I'm like, who the flip is filming them? Well, wait, first of all, what I want to know is, why didn't he think it was not suspicious that he went up to his attic and found five films of families dying in his attic and didn't question it, like, if I moved into a brand new house, like a brand new house, and I went upstairs to the attic or just like the basement or anywhere, and I found a box just chilling there, and it was just tapes of families being murdered, I probably I don't well I wouldn't I don't think I would even wa- I would probably like watch the first film because like I was curious of what it would be because I'm like well maybe like the family you know like well in this sense he can't really give the the movies back because the family's dead but like say like the family like I move in a house and a family just moved out and I would think that they may maybe left the box behind and I would just like look through it just to be curious and be like make sure it's their stuff 
But like this man watched the film and then didn't even think to give it to the cops. Like I would have just like if I was if I was him writing this book, I would have recorded all of them first and then gave the police yeah. the box. And that way I have a copy, but then it doesn't seem like I was like holding evidence from them or something. Yeah, he 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 didn't even ask the correct question. He was like, Why were they filmed? That isn't the weird part. The weird part is that they they were kept in the house and nobody found it. It was a mass supposed mass murder and you you would have thought that they would check the attic for evidence. They would check everywhere for evidence, pretty much, I'm pretty sure. Mm. That's not the weird... The weird question isn't, why did they film it? The weird question is, why is the box still up there? When the police probably cleaned this Cause, place out, because, like, you know... Exactly! And if there isn't any family members who want the stuff, I'm pretty sure they would have sold, sold the other bits, which I am then sure a collector would probably want the film, the, the camera. Mm. So my question isn't, why was this filmed? My question was, why is it still in there? <laughs> and why didn't you think it's creepy that it's still here when it was the house was cleaned out before you bought it? Yeah, yeah, like, he was a little chill about it, too. But, I mean, like, again, he's writing a film, and he's probably like, I'll take all this. This could be good, you know, content for my book, so... I'm not going to give it oh, yeah. back. So, that, like, I, he just, you know, he probably just kept it because of that. Um, but, like, yeah, no, I would have gave it back. I would have just filmed, like, recorded it, had my own copies. So I wouldn't have to use projector because I'm like, yo, that, this man could have made it so easy. He could have just recorded it and not use the projector and have to worry about going through the little film each time and stuff. He could have just, like, watched yeah. it on his laptop and stuff. But, because then it, he did do that later on, though. Slightly later on, he was like, um, it, like how it, do you... Because it, it, it caught on fire. Transfer it? Yeah, how do you transfer it to digital? And I was like, why didn't you do that as soon as you found out this is exactly what you need to write your book? Like, like Ellison, mate, you apparently have done this for 20 years. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's... My dude. The, it's... Uh, Logic, is <laughs> for the movie. Logic, but, um, but then his daughter like called like called him the fuck out. <laughs> she called him out so so much because didn't he like so he he heard her roaming around the house right and she mm -hmm. was like oh I can't find the bathroom and which is kind of stupid considering she had all day to find the bathroom. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like. Uh, I mean, I know you just moved in this house, but you've got to know where the bathroom is. Like, the house is not that big. That's that's the first thing I look for, is the bathroom. <laughs> like, it's not that big, so how are you not going to know where it is? But okay. Yeah, and then she was just like... And then, like, tucks her in, and it's a cute little scene and all that. And then, and then she was like, you better get good at writing, Dad. I swear to fuck. And then he was just like, okay, sweetie, I'll write the best book ever. And I was like, your child just sassed you. Like, your <laughs> child was pretty much like, come like on, my dude, time's ticking. <laughs> like she tired of moving. She's like, just write this book so we can go back home, please. I'm tired. Pretty pleased with the cherry on top. Can we please just go home? <laughs> but, um... But yeah. but yeah, then the other child is just like, I'm going to hide in a box and have a night terror. Because why not? Because <laughs> why 
that scene, I was like, I was like, stop. I like paused. I was like, stop. I must admit, that creeped me out a bit because at first I was like, wait, what's happening here? What the fuck is happening? And then I, they were like, oh, he's had a night terror. I was like, he, why hasn't this child gone to therapy slash got medication for when this happens? But I think they said it hadn't happened in a while, but I'm like, you still would think you would know what to do, maybe, if this happened in the past. Like, I don't know. But it yeah. was just, it just, just him going in a box. I was like, a box and he folded it nicely back and like chilled in there like okay yeah and it wasn't even a massive box he curled himself up inside that box like the box like he was quite a tall boy for 12 so like he must have like curled himself up into the box and then in the night terror was like out of the box i was just like dude this child is having the weirdest night terrors i've never seen anything like this before and I've worked in a care home with dementia patients <laughs> like <laughs> you see some weird shit it's like oof. but um yeah like after yeah like so like after he takes the um takes his he like shows his daughter where the bathroom is and tucks her in uh Savannah continues to watch the films and I'm like mm-hmm. but um yeah like so there's like five films the second one he watches was the um the family being burnt in the car. Oh yeah, that was weird. And so and I'm just like Jesus, like they're all tied up, they're all in the car and then they don't show who does it but like they whoever it is sets the car on fire. Um mm-hmm. And then cuz like I said it's like five films total. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, like I'm really using losing train of thought here. <sighs> But, uh, it was, it, no, it was, it was the fact that, um, in that, I think it was in that scene that he sees someone kind of, or was it the pool one? It was the pool one. The pool one, yeah. You know, the the family, the family got dragged into the pool with it in the armchairs and, um, they were taped to the armchairs, which by the way, that would be my nightmare. Oh, tight. Like (laughs) to be. To be tied to a, a to a pool chair and then just dragged into it and I just drown. Because I can swim. I should be able to get out of that situation. But I know that I wouldn't have been able to. And that scares the living shit out of me. Yeah, I, I don't know how to swim. So even if Going I got out that even if I got out that chair, I'm still drowning. Because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> but like, when he saw, the, when he saw uh, what I can't even say that... But he didn't know what demon it was called at the time. But if I saw a dude in the pool with a weird mask on, which I it think looked it was like a ref- at the time was a weird mask, was it a reflection? Or I think was it was. Actually in the I pool? think it was. Well, I I think it was a reflection because I first thought he was in a pool, and I was like, "That's really weird to be in a pool like when this all happened." But I think it's a reflection of him. So he's like st- he's like outside. The- he's standing beside the pool, and then you just see his face. But it- but but either way, you would. I would just nope as right off that. W- well, yeah, you would, and then you would be like, "Holy shit, this could be the person." Obviously, this is the person that has caused all of these murders. I better go to the police. No, he because needs because I've content. just found. Because I know he needs content for his book. Oh. <laughs> 
um, for your for your book, his poor wife, man. Poor yeah, she she's trying to hold that family together, and he's just sitting there like, I gotta write this book, and she's like, I just want to stop moving, and stop, you know, hearing about these horrible murders that are happening that you're like, you know, making money off of, and like I I think because yeah. I think he's like he's writing these books, so he's trying to like I think it's all like cases that weren't solved and i think he's like writing these books to like solve them but i'm like what happens to like the cases that you just can't solve like do you just stop writing the book you know do you just you're like oh time to move again because like i couldn't figure this one out well that must have been the case because like throughout the whole thing it's obviously that the book that he got famous for kentucky blood the rest of his books were not as obviously as good as that. So obviously either the other books he didn't solve the murder. Which yeah. Then he was watching he yeah, he was watching his own interviews, which by the way, even if I ended up famous, I would never watch my own interviews. Yeah, I came and watched like a freaking like little mini like you silly can't clip. even you can't even what you can't even listen to the podcast back <laughs> yeah no this is like i hate listening to my voice and seeing myself in like videos so i'm like i can't even I, watching an interview i couldn't do it but in the interview he was like uh i wanted the injustice to stop so uh i i decided to take the case on and then they were like oh then you figured it out and it was like I bet the other books he didn't figure it out. And then that's why he's gotten, you know, when the police officer was like, ah, but the other books were kind of garbage. <laughs> well, he I also... I was like, oh, damn. I... Uh, the sheriff also said that, um, he said that he let a killer get away. So that means he messed up, probably. Because mm. I think he said that because, like, he Which was... I would have liked that to be more in depth i would like i would have liked that to be more explained i think he tried because like he wrote three books before this one i think and the first one was like the kentucky blood and which did really well i just think he just got lucky it was one of it's like it, i think it was his wife she was like it's your 15 minutes like that was just that yeah. was you just got lucky and then like the other two yeah. I, I guess he assumed like well if i solved the first one first case because the police didn't do their job or whatever I can solve these other ones, but he kept like messing up or not. He probably just like couldn't figure out what happened to like the people that he was like um, doing research on. And so, like, the sheriff was like, Yeah, your one book, the killer got away because of you. And so, I mean, he probably made a mistake and stuff. So, like, yeah. he's trying to get that 15 minutes again. So, that's why he's like really trying, he's really working on this book. And that's probably why he didn't give the films back to the police because he's like this could be my 15 minutes so at that point it's not even like justice he's just doing it because he wants that 15 minutes of fame again and the money so yeah and you got you got it like, it's just yeah it's just fame i feel like in the end um but again the his son trevor oh my fuck because after the scene i think it's after the scene he he watches his own interviews so that the next day his son comes home from school and the mum's like yelling at the child at the son and that she's like, Jesus Christ, Trevor, why would you do that? And he's just like, what happened? And then he like draws the fucking hanging of those people on the whiteboard in yeah. Planet Marker. And I was just like, 
Trevor, what the fuck? <laughs> you couldn't have doodled that in your notebook or something, or on the side of your, like your like classwork. You had to do it on the board of all the places. Like, what were you trying with, to with a- permanent marker? Like, what were you trying to accomplish with that? Like, everyone already in in that school prior knows what happened in that house. Well, I'm also surprised yeah. that he didn't find out that he, they lived in that house where the murder happened, and he didn't tell his mom. Like, I feel like that would have been something yeah. that the kids or even the teachers would have been like, yo, this kid, the new kid, his family just moved into, like, the house where the other family was, like, hung. And I feel like he would have heard them like, yo, dad, why didn't you tell us that we lived in the house where the people were yeah. hung? And so, and then the mom didn't find yeah. out until later. And I'm like, y'all, I, I, for a 12-year-old, especially in, especially the little girl, because I think she's, like, it says she's, like, seven, um... I feel like she would have said it too. Like one of those kids would have said it. Oh yeah. Like finding something out like that, and they didn't want to live there. They probably been like, "Yo, this might get us to go back home." So, hey, mom, we live in the house where people were hung. All right, can we move back home now? Yeah, like especially with how school gossip can be. Yeah, I agree. He would have heard way sooner that their house is the house where this family got murdered, and I. There are a lot of unrealistic things about this film, but that is one of the things I was just like, they could have done a whole thing of like the son saying, why are we like, even if he just went up to the dad and like secretly just went, I know where we live. Why Mm. didn't you tell mom? And then the dad being like, don't tell your mom until I finish the book. Yeah. He probably was like, (laughs) we need to finish the book. So don't, don't tell your mom yet. I'll tell her later. Yeah. And I feel like that is, that is something I would have found more funny. And more interesting, uh, the the kid being like, "I know your secret." <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but yeah, as he after the pool movie, it's the um, I can't remember the order he watched them. Well, I think he watched them in no, he watched them out of order because like I because like these like took place over like a good 50, 60 years, I think. And it was like five different five yeah. different murders over the course of like 50, 60 years. But he didn't watch them in order of when they happened. I can't remember what movie he watched after the pool, but like there was there was the um Yes, the pool It was the, the one it was it was the one with the knife. Oh yeah, yeah. When so like the family was tied down in the beds and mm-hmm. whoever was like slitting their throats. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, and then after that was the the lawn one. But wasn't it after the pool one that the tape burned? burned yeah, yeah. He because he was watching it. He was in the middle of watching, it and he like saw the. I think the I think the the demon or it was like a he's the the guy that he, the the college guy the teacher he talked to. Um, he said it was like a a pagan god or something. Or deity, is that how you say it? Um, De- yeah, deity, deity. Um, he said it was like called ba- uh, Bagul, I think. Is that how, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, he sees him in the, vi- in the video and then magically the projector catches on fire. Yeah. And then, um, then he has to like piece together like with paper to get the film to work again. And then that's when he records it, which he should have done in the beginning anyway. But, um, yeah. And then yeah. he, he goes, he tries to go back to see the guy again. But, like, the part 
that was burned was the part you could see his face. So he only saw like like a little sliver of his face when he went back to watch it. And so um Yeah. But he didn't but then he like I think I feel like it, that's around the time he realizes that like oh he's in other films. Like, he goes back to see if he's in other films, I think. And he finds him mm. in the bushes with the the um the family hanging and then he finds mm-hmm. him again in the uh the car the burning of the cars. I think he's like in the doorway in the back. Yeah, he's in the he's in the doorway. And then um I think that's the only times he sees them. He doesn't see them in the other two. Um But also let me yeah, let I me I, I hate cuz I, I don't Oh go ahead. Uh, it was just I, yeah, I don't think we we saw him in the knife one. I'm pretty sure you don't see him in that one. I just want to know, like, uh, I hate because like this is like a thing they do in like every single movie, and I hate it because I'm like, yo, our like so- certain things, our technology is not that great. But like when they like focus on, they make things when it, things are like pixelated in a film or pixelated in a picture, and they somehow have technology to clean it up. And I'm like, yo, it that mm. that's not how we're. And I hate that because he did it in this one when he, I I forgot what scene, what film it was he was watching, but he couldn't see something and he tried to make it clear. So he pushed up the contrast, and I'm like, yo, that's not how contrast works. Because I know when I like do editing, when I use contrast, it makes things more darker, kind of like yeah. And I'm like, that's not how you make things clear. Like, you would have to brighten it up and then maybe sharpen it or something. Wouldn't you you have to uh, push up the exposure? Yeah, so you brighten it up. Yeah, like exposure or brightness. Because, like, the picture, the scene was already dark. So why are you pushing up the contrast and it makes it more dark and harder to see? You had to push up the brightness. And I was like, "Mm, you're doing it wrong. That's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah, I take hate, it from the photo editor. <laughs> I was mad. I was like, the person, the person who does photo editing, uh, the most out of the two of us. I can, I can agree that yeah, that's probably bullshit. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then suddenly the words were crisp and like you can read them, and I was like, that's not how it works. Oh, but okay, I'll. This movie, okay. this movie's already. I'm a. I'll let the slide. I'll let it slide. Let it slide. But um, but was it was it also then when he was on the map book and he did the contrast thing? Was it literally literally straight after when the lights went out and he went upstairs into the attic and he found the snake and the um the box lid with the children drawings on it? Which, by the way, if I saw a box lid with several children's drawings of the crime scenes and I saw next to the child. Mr. Boogie, Mr. I would be like, well, fuck that. That we, we're moving out. <laughs> so I first of all, I wouldn't even have moved in the house to begin with. But yeah, if, I would have moved out then. Be like, okay, no. Cause I know, like, because I think that's the same box the stuff was in, right? Or it was a different box. It was a different box, I think. Maybe, maybe it was a different box. I think sure. it was a different box. Didn't make that clear, but yeah. So. <sighs> I was like, if that scorpion is alive again, then I'm gonna leave, because he squishes that scorpion, doesn't he, when he first moves in and yeah. he goes up to the attic and that, 
and he squishes the scorpion. And I was like, if that scorpion is just suddenly alive, I'm leaving because <laughs> like, I'm I gone. hate scorpions. Um, but then it was a, it was a snake, and I was like, oh, it's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, honestly, no, I would have wailed because I wailed on that snake because I'm like, oh, yo, it's in the middle of the night. I don't need this snake running around my house now. I'm a whale on this thing. Or at least, because well, first of all, I, I, would, I wouldn't want to touch it because I don't know if it's poisonous. So I would just wailed on it. I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, but you dying tonight, snake. I'm sorry. I... Or I would have immediately ran to the... Um... To the opening of the loft and then just or the attic and then just um closed it and then immediately called an exterminator or he like, could or he could just, just took the box and put it over it yeah but um... but it, it... <laughs> can we just oh when he when he fell through the the, the yeah the, um the ceiling that was so funny but then when james ran so <laughs> that scene was my favorite scene like he was just stood there with a flashlight, and he was like, "Well, I well I found a snake up there," and then James Ransom was like, "Snakes don't have feet." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "This man is a trip." He's just like, he's like, "Well, snakes don't have feet, so it couldn't be that." And I'm just like, "James, please." I was, like, <laughs> I was congrats, you know, uh, like year two animal biology. <laughs> I feel like in that scene is one of those scenes where like. You have a like you're talking to your crush, but you have no clue what to say, so you just start saying stupid stuff to fill oh, that quiet. Yeah. That's what James was doing. He was like, "You're my like I'm fanboy fan, like uh, I'm a fanboy right now, and you're I really love your books. I have no clue what to say. So yeah, snakes don't have feet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm doing a good job. <laughs> it was just like at first I thought, oh maybe it's just the awkward little cop guy, you know, like. That's fair enough that he's made a weird comment. But then oh, they were like really silent for about like a minute. And then he was like, I left my copy of uh, Kentucky Blood in the, uh, at my house. Can I, can I have a copy? Sorry. Yeah. So you know he was, was waiting for that. I... <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. I was course. like, I was like, why are you such a little fanboy? Oh my God. It's like, hey, yeah, so I left it in my house. Can I have one of yours, please? But just the the bit that got me dying was the bit where he was like, you know, the bit at the beginning of the book where um, you say thank you to someone who gave you a hand to figure out the murders, and then you could see that Ethan Hawke's character was like, oh fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the acknowledgements. <laughs> like, the acknowledgement. He's like, yeah, them, and I was like, no. No, okay, okay. I was like James Ransone. Okay, so for the so <laughs> when I first watched the movie, when I found out, so like, cause like, first of all, like when I looked up the films that James Ransone was in, and it said he was in Sinister, and his character name was Deputy So and So, and I was like, who last name is So and So? Like that, and it never clicked. And then like when I when I saw it the first time, and I guess it went over my head the part when he saw about the acknowledgements and he's like yeah you know how like you write so and so and then when I watched it this time I was like that's why his name is so and so because he never said what his name was and he was just giving an example of like you know how you write whoever's name in the acknowledgements like so and so blah blah and I'm like that's why his name so it took me this long to figure out that why his name was that and I was legit sitting here <laughs> thinking his actual last name was so and so that would have been a an amazing last name at the very least 
like it didn't click in my head that that was a fake last name and i legit sat here this whole time thinking this man's name in this movie was legit last name was so and so but like I, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to watch the second one if we decide to do the second one, but um, I hope they put it back on English Netflix. I really do. Um, but the one thing I've noticed was that they never give him an actual name because apparently in the second one, his name is just Deputy. Oh, I thought they just continue with so-and-so. I haven't seen the second one either, so I have no clue, but I thought they would just con- either give him a last name or just say so-and-so. Yeah. That's weird, though, not but, to give him a name. When I, yeah. I looked it up because I, I was just interested if the story is exactly pretty much the same uh, as the first one. I feel like it Here's is. The goal again. It's just with James. Um, yeah, it's more James, which is half the reason why I kind of want to do a, the sex series. Um, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, he is in this one. He's like a main character. Just so we'll see his face <laughs> more. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, he is a beautiful man. I can't. I can't. Um, oh, what was it? The um, when he was just like, yeah, I'll help out and stuff. And then he, he <laughs> this is skipping a little bit. This is skipping over a little bit. But but when it was, um, he, you know, when he like he gets chased around the house, but he doesn't realize he gets chased around the house with the kids. And then the next morning, um, James Ransone uh, sits down with him with coffee. And, um, uh, was like, oh, um, I've got some more information about this, that, and, and, um, what's going on in your house. What I, <laughs> what I loved about it is that he, he, even though he was a massive fanboy, he was like, sir, um, I, 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 I noticed that you drink a lot of whiskey. And I was like, only now someone's bringing up how much whiskey this man is drinking? Yeah, he... Because this man drinks about a... He drinks about a bottle a night. I love my alcohol, but Jesus Christ, I would not be able to drink an, a bottle a night. Yeah, he, I would think it was like at one part, he like downed like a good hat. Like he was just chugging it. And I was like, yo, this man like... I struggle just to get down a shot of like any type of alcohol this man is just drinking it like it's water <laughs> like he was just chugging it down and i'm just like but um when he when he when he was just drinking the whiskey i, I was like okay fair enough what he's what he's researching is very um dark very dark and i can understand that you will need to drink whilst you're doing this and i get it but what got me it was just that it was just that he was just like I'm gonna chuck this whole fucking bottle and I was just like oh god <laughs> that's when I would stop that's when I would stop researching if something made me feel like I needed to chug an entire bottle of whiskey in like five seconds I would be like I'm not doing this book anymore or I'm at least do a take a break more... yeah you would at least take the break. I don't know, take your kids to a, to a camping trip or some shit, I don't know, come back afterwards and then just be like, okay, now I can, uh, now I can carry on with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was just so, oh man. <laughs> but when James is like, sir, he, James was like, so sir, um, uh, I, I saw that you, uh. <laughs> yeah, I like how, like, when he's I'm talking so- about the crimes, he's all like, yeah, yeah, so like. And this year, this happened, and then, but when he gets like, when he gets like a personal thing, he goes, 
yeah, so um, he's like all quiet about it. He goes, yeah, so I just, I noticed, like, I noticed you had like whiskey like in your your office, yeah, and this is like, he's he's very he's a fanboy. But I liked it when he was like, um, Ethan Hawke was like, oh, I'm sure that you don't really understand what what's going on. And he was like, sir, I have a degree in criminology. And I was like... Like, sir, I went to school for this. <laughs> like, sir, I might be just a deputy, but I, I did actually degree with honours in criminology. <laughs> but as soon as he saw the symbol, he was like, that's the occult. And I was like... At least one of you is head switched on. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, uh, this this episode is a mess. <laughs> um, I mean, this but movie I'll do is my a mess. best. <laughs> this, yeah. A podcast is as bad a mess as the, as the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But. <sighs> um. Why? What? The, the one thing that. Going back. Just going. Again going back to the to just after James like it, you know shows up the house and you know calls him out on the foot with the whiskey bottles um he never the one thing i i don't think he ever questions is that yes this used to be the house of of the family who got murdered there but why he never questions why the other videotapes are there you could understand if it was the fa- the family that had lived there before, but he never questions why all of why them. the other family members tapes like yeah. why they're all there. Because I would question it like, too. I could, yeah, I could understand just the family that died there, but not every single family. And I would also like I would especially question it after you know deputy so and so bringing it up, and he's like, "Yo, they're all connected." Cause I think he later on says yeah. like he's like the pre like I don't know why this sentence confused me like in my head it makes sense but I couldn't the so the pre the fam so let's say the family that was hanging they lived in mm-hmm. the, before they moved to the house Ellison is in they lived in another house and that house had the murder that happened before them and so then when yeah. they moved it it's when they died in the, and they died in the new house yeah. So, but I was, yeah, so when he, when W. Soso said, um, was explaining that, I, like, he, yeah, like, I feel like I was starting questioning there, too, like, so, like, why are all these other families, like, here? Because, like, he could have thought maybe, like, all these just happened in the neighborhood. But that was, that, that was, that was right at the end, though. Oh, was it? I thought he said it earlier. did that. No, it was, it was legit right, it was. It was oh, when they had moved oh. back into the old house. No, I remember he yeah the he brought up where they happened. There you go, where they happened. That's when he would he should have like thought about it. He deputy so and so brought yeah. up like yeah this happened in this state and then he didn't yeah he didn't figure out that each person each family lived in the previous family's house until the end. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was earlier. No, okay. Yeah. Do you know, and then. James Ransom's character like introduces him to that symbolism guy, the cult guy. And that scene to me was really, really awkward because they added in the weirdest thing was they were just talking and then all of a sudden this person puts a coffee cup down <laughs> directly oh. in front of him and he goes, 
Thank you, Jessica. And I was like, why did you add that in there? Like, th this is the weirdest choice because they were just talking about, like, a demon, a deity, and then all of a sudden this cup. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. I was like, what? <laughs> what? This whole film, this whole film is just, what? <laughs> this whole film to me was just a it was just all over, not all over the place. It just, like I said, it was a blur because there was nothing really in between the films and then whatever Trevor was doing. It just, you just, it's repetitive and you forget what happens or you get confused because yeah, you think one scene happened at this point when it actually happened earlier. Yeah, because as I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through my notes as we're talking and I've realized that scene about the alcoholism was way later. Um, but. <laughs> But it was like, um, it, the whole movie was a mess, to be perfectly honest with you. But the the, the bit that, that gets me is that they use the same editing technique every single time he gets the camera out and puts it away. It was like certain things like that that really confused me. Because if they'd done different editing for certain bits, like, so... For instance, when he first got out the camera, he would be quite slow doing it, taking his time. But even then, they like did this fast-paced editing to show like this hurriedness. And I was just like, but why do that if he doesn't actually know what's on the tapes? There wouldn't be any kind of fear behind it. You'd be more intrigued. And then in the second time he watches it, it was like this hurried kind of like, put, put on the projector, put it on, let's watch what's on this tape. And then they use that again the third and fourth time he watches the tapes. So I think that's why I got it all jumbled up because they used, they reused kind of the same clip over again or the same technique over again to show that he was watching the tapes. I feel like it, they, they didn't have to show every single time him setting up the projector because then that to me replayed in my head to be the same scene so it was really difficult then to follow like when doing the notes when things happened in between mm. if you know what I mean so like I just feel like overall this whole film had this very weird editing style that it, if I'm honest I'm not a massive fan of because it was this, it's it's very typical in horror films for them to do that. This very quick, like rapid, um, where they it, they they slightly play a few frames and then they replay the frames again to kind of like have this jagged effect. Mm -hmm. That to me, it, it, they use that a lot in horror films, and I, I feel like that it would have been fine if they used that once and it would have been fine. But the fact that they used it every single time. That he he went and um, watched watched the projector and watched the films. That then made me very very confused about where in the film we were. When like even now as we're talking about the film, we've talked about things out of order, which I feel like is a reiteration of how badly edited this film was. Yeah, because I mean, like like Does that I make sense. Yeah, like like I said like before like it's such a blur kind of like i like just watching the movie and then going like trying to go back over the movie after seeing it i literally couldn't remember certain scenes when it happened like when before because it was just it was like certain scenes were so consistent like, they, they repeated so often like the like i said like the um 
the projector coming on multiple times in the middle of the night after he like locked everything up or like the um like him just like putting the films on like it just kept repeating and I'm like I couldn't remember when certain these like certain scenes happened and so that's why I like that's why I'm also bringing things up like all over the place because I can't remember when they exactly what order they happened in so yeah yeah, I mean, besides that, I mean, if I'm, and this is not just because I love James Ransom, this is just saying, um, but after he got more involved in the film, I enjoyed the film more because it was his, before he started to get involved, it was just literally him watching the film, writing random questions down. Yeah, and then experiencing something really creepy in the house and then doing it again, you know, the next day, watching the films again and then, you know, experiencing something creepy. It happened over and over again. And then, like, when James Ranzo's character finally came in, it felt like then the the, the actual film was starting, if yeah. you know what I mean. And it wasn't as repetitive because they had something different happening, like... Because every scene that then the deputy so and so was in, it was then different, um, and it kind of broke up the film a bit more to a degree where you, from there you kind of understood where you were, but then it was still kind of confusing. Yeah, like bef- um, before he came in, if it was like kind of like I guess chaotic kind of, and then when he finally came in, it was more like structured because he like actually gave like decent information that was helpful and stuff but i mean we could say this about every kind of ghost film i suppose um or deity film if my child drew a dead child on the wall i'm definitely moving out i would have fucking moved Especially if I knew who the child was. Because I've just been... I just watched a film where her family were murdered. You would be like, okay, so I lock my office door every single time I leave it. My children can't physically come into my office to watch the films. So how did they know about the kids? Yeah, like I would have been gone. I would have been like, okay, pack our bags, we're leaving. Like right now. I would have been like, sweetie, let's just leave. <laughs> like, I'm I'm done with the book. Fuck fuck the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, I'll do another one. Fuck the book. Let's go home. But I love the fact that the wife called him out on his shit. That's when she was like, did it ever occur to you that you've already had your 15 minutes of fame? That's what I'm and saying. And you're not going to get famous again? And I was like, girl, yes. Because... He was literally, he is literally putting his family's life in danger because he thinks that he has to uh, write these books all the time. Where, like, she was like, why don't you write the books and then also work in a university, which apparently he did before. Why didn't you do that so that you can support your family? If it's such a bigger concern to him that he's not providing for the family why then don't you get a job alongside your passion, which is writing? Because I feel like that's what a lot of people do. 
they get a job and they also do their passion beside it. Me and you do it. Like yeah. everyone does it. So why is it such a big deal to him that he has to provide that for the family, but it has to be provided in this particular way? I just found that really annoying. Like, dude, like, get a job. <laughs> if it's causing you this much heartache and concern, mm-hmm. get a job. Because he, like... even, he even said he was like, we couldn't afford the house that they had before. And I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. Where you you might have to you're going to have to get another job on top of writing a book because because like when I saw the house at the end I was like yo that is a big house like that that that, that is, is an ex- that is an expensive house right there it's a big house but yeah I I don't mind if we go off rails about this film now but it's just only like um when the when the wife was finally like you know the murder happened in this house. And he goes, no, no one didn't happen in this house. It happened in the yard. Yo, that, I, I actually started cracking up because he was like, so we did move like near the, the crime scene. He goes, no, we moved in it this time. Like that, that doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. Cause we're now in the house. And he's like, and then he tried to come out, like he tried to make it like better by saying, well, they, they didn't get killed in the house. It was in the backyard. And she's like, our daughter plays. And he's like, that's fine. And she's like... It's not fine. Like, your daughter plays... It's not... It's not okay that our kid has just drawn a dead girl on our wall. That she didn't even know about. Because you keep your door locked. You don't talk about this. Unless, like, some kid at school mentioned it. But I feel like, again, she's seven. So, you know, what kids are going to... Well, unless the kids, like, in the neighborhood knew the little girl and mentioned, like, oh, like... I think the little girl name was Stephanie. She's like, oh, yeah, Stephanie was the girl that, like, her family got killed or, like, you know, like, a little kid would run, like, they died and she went missing. So that's the only way. But then, like, then Ashley was like, yeah, she said she didn't want me to draw in my room because that's her brother's room. And I'm like, that... At that point, I'm like, we gone. Pack your bag. We leaving to, to... tonight (laughs) you know but no it had to be that he saw a spotlight coming out of the attic door and then was just like oh let's climb that like that's a good idea and then sees like a bunch of dead kids watching this projector i was like yeah when then he moves that's what makes him move? No, do you know what should have made him move? I don't know how early it was in the movie. I know I think it was when he fell through the the um when he fell through the attic. The picture he if, had If not, yeah. The yeah. hands on it. I was like that would have been that would have been I would have been done. If I had seen yeah. a picture of me falling through the ceiling and there was tons of hands on me. Gone. Like that would have been it. We gone. But he's like that. That's but fine. As we, but as we found out, <laughs> as we found out, moving out makes it worse. Oh yeah. Okay. So I yeah. I didn't. It didn't register that because like again, it didn't register that that's when it happens. Um. Cause I like I don't know. I didn't because like, I know there isn't a time like there isn't like a, I guess a timeline for the the book book bag hole. I keep, I cannot pronounce the the thing's name. Um, cause like, there's not a particular time he does it. Like he just kind of like tortures them while they live there. And then when they move is when he like acts upon it. 
And then Deputy Soso was like, yo, you just sped it up by moving. And then he's just like, well, yeah. dang. And he like he's like not even like you could tell he's just not even con- like really he's like concerned, but he's just like, well, I thought I was doing good like, by moving when they, out. When they when they finally bolt and they just go back to their old house, um, what gets me is that he's at he's always like, I'm not writing the book anymore. You know, we're moving on immediately. <laughs> As soon as they move back into the house, he works on the book again. Also, he found the tapes again. He found the film yeah, again. Wouldn't wouldn't you be kind of concerned? Like you would be a little bit concerned about this. Like you you move it you move back into your old house and then you go in the attic and you find the box of films again that you just burnt the day before. And you watch him like it's he would nothing. Kind of concerned. <laughs> like he just like casually was oh, like, and then, like he was just casually like, oh, yeah, they're here. Let me watch them, and then watches them again. But this yeah. time, you see the kids in them. Yeah. And then you just like, mm, no. <laughs> and. And no, then the professor finally calls him and he goes, yeah, like I found, it's very hard to find information on this thing because like he lives in like the photos and I guess drawings of him. So it's best to burn what he's in. And he's just like, but what he says is it's best to get rid of like imagery of this creature like this deity or whatever. And then he's like, but what happens if I burn it? And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, what if I what if they burn the picture? And he goes, well, and like the guy's just like, it's not real though. So why are you asking me what happens if you burn it? And I'm like, yo, this man, <laughs> this man, he's like, yo. yo, this man, this, this man is not getting the gist of the situation. And then he goes, what, what, what book are you exactly writing? He's like, never mind. And I'm like, yo, this man realized that he's messed up now. Like he's fucked now. <laughs> yeah. And then, I just felt sorry that the demon had to remaster all all of his movies again. Like that must have taken a lot of work. Remaster. <laughs> add in, add the kid in there this time. You had to like remaster it, re-edit it, and then put it in the box. Make sure that it got moved with the stuff. And oh my god, the man! This oh. oh, we forgot to mention the last <laughs> the last film. The last one was um. They the kid tied the family down to the ground and then ran him over with a lawnmower. Oh yeah, yeah. that part. See, oh. okay, so now let me let me say this: all the other films that he watched before never really never had sounds or nothing. It was just like he just silently watched them and then he just turned them off. This one felt kind of out of place because he watched them in the second that. They, the girl or whoever ran the family over with the lawnmower, it like did this really like loud scream. And I said, like, that felt yeah. so out of place because all the other ones was silent, not really, no sounds really. And then this one is like yelling at him. And then that's when he freaks out. And I'm like, you sat here calmly through the first four films watching each family die, and this one gets you. Like, this is the one that freaks you out? Only this one? <laughs> like, no, the hanging, didn't, the oh, hanging didn't mess you up. The drowning didn't mess you up. The cards on fire didn't mess you up. 
the slitting of the throats and mess you no the lawnmower where you don't even see it happen really no you just get the gist but oh. it, it oh and and then it was then the deputy so-and-so rung him up and was just like yeah they they all lived in the previous house and then got murdered when they moved back or moved into another house mm-hmm. and right then and there I would have been like oh we're gonna move mm. <laughs> we're gonna leave <laughs> pack your bags honey and then I just wanna what did that daughter put in his coffee because it was green it was bright green it was bright green and I'm just thinking I know you want us to, to realise that um she put something in the in the in the coffee but to be honest you kind of got that gist with the note saying good night daddy on it like or they could have even did like a white substance or something like you know like at, like he could have drunk the whole thing and there could have been something at the bottom like a residue and he could have been like what the heck is this and then saw the note but yeah it was like really like it was really odd it was just like a bright green substance just sitting at the bottom of his drink and i'm like we yeah, you could have done this the scene differently. Like, did something better. But uh, yeah, and I, I, I felt also, um, because I was reading like some Reddit's or like and some Tumblr blogs about this film because people obviously love James Ransone and Ethan Hawke, um, and people were like, I was so shocked that it was the kids. I was like, you're no. shocked that it was the kids. They, it was, it's the, it. It was so obvious that it was the kids. Like, it's always it the kids. Plain as day. It was plain as day. Oh, everyone in the family were found in the murder scene except for one child every single time. And it didn't go into your head that if there was a deity controlling the whole thing that they would then want the, the kids to either just film it or that they're brainwashed that they would kill their family members. That didn't go through your head. <laughs> I mean, in these type of Maybe films, we... anyway, it's always the kids, usually. Oh, it's always the kids. So, like... The children. That's why I... That's another reason why... That's the, another reason why I'm not having kids. <laughs> that, no, this At is... least biologically. If I adopt a kid, though, and I get... Like a creepy child, guess what? I can send it back. I can. I've got a choice. I've got a choice to send it back if I want to. Oh my god! But not oh like this is. God. I don't know. This is why I don't really like particularly like um, demon and like ghost films because they're always the same and it's all they all they always follow like the sim like a similar pattern. It's always like you know the family moves in the house, new house. And then they find something that wasn't in the house before, like it was left behind. And then they're too, they're like curious, they're too curious and stuff. And they end up like either messing with whatever it is. Like it's like a film, they watch it. If it's like a audio, they listen to it. If it's a toy, they keep it. And then like, or like the kid finds the toy or whatever. And they're like, oh, I found this in the attic. I would have like tossed it out. Like, no. And then they stay when stuff like creepy stuff ha are happening. They continue to stay in the house. And then they start, they start getting, like, the parents notice the kids are acting weird and they don't really question it. They're just like, oh, kids being kids. And I'm like, yo, your kid is, like, drawing 
like dead people on your wall or like or they're they're telling you they're seeing people at night or talking to them and you're sitting here like oh it's nothing it's fine i'm like what it's always the same and i'm like that's why i get bored so bored of like like um ghosts and demon movies because they're just always the same and i'm like kind of tired of it and stuff so like because like every so often we go through like like Hollywood gets obsessed with certain things. So like, you know, at one point it was like vampires. We were always making films about it. Then it was werewolves. Then it was zombies. Now it's like demons and like ghosts. And I'm like, I feel like we just been, I feel like right now we're just kind of like trying to figure out what to do next. Cause like, it's, we, we get like, like, um, we get demon movies and ghost and movies here and there. Yeah. And then we get like a little sprinkle of like a creature, like a monster movie here and there. But like, I think they're uh, like right now we're just trying to figure out what to jump on to next and stuff see that's why i like the um jordan peele films because yes because like, it was like something new get out get out it was it was the sort of typical like oh there's a creepy family but it then it was obviously um more about the kind of racial side of everything which was really interesting and really great and and that was a new way of telling uh, like a story we kind of know, but then making it brand new. That was the best way to to, mm. to do that sort of film, and it was a breath of fresh air. That's why it won awards. That's why uh, I think Jordan Peele won best director and writer or whatever he ended up winning, and it because he he didn't just remake a certain type of horror film. He re he made it into something different and new. Mm-hmm. Whilst also using kind of stuff or like um, tropes that we can still understand, so they weren't too out of um, our minds to to understand what was going on, and it's like with us um, the same thing, very typical family. You know, you know the the mum went through some shit in the same city years prior and then they moved back for a holiday and shit happens. But then the difference is is that it's the same family but from an alternate reality or whatever it was. Wait, did you and... see it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember much of it though because I was drunk at the time. But... <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, it wasn't as you as you. it wasn't a reality like an, another reality. It was like clones, and they lived. Oh, on, they, clones. Yeah, it was like clones. It, they said they were like tethered together. So like basically, what you did, like the people that lived above ground, like say if you were, like say if you were driving a car, like your tethered person underground would be. They would kind of be like driving a car, but like they'll just be sitting in place, acting as if they drove a car and stuff and everything. But, like, they were, like, but, yeah, connected. So, but, but that's why I like that film. Because, again, I was kind of drunk because I think I fell asleep actually midway through. So I do actually have to physically watch the film if we do this, um, if we do it on the, on the show. But, um, but you know, he, he took something that we knew and he made it different and he made it kind of refreshing. Um and that's what I, I think he's going to be doing with the Candyman film, I, I, which is coming out soon, I think. I think, yeah, it was, like, later in the year. It's, um, it's supposed to be, um, it's, like, a continuation of the first one, because I think the the boy 
that because I don't know if you've seen Candyman recently. I watched it like I think a couple months ago. Um, but the kid that was taken in the movie um, is the the guy, the main character in the newer one. Uh, okay. So like the bait again. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but like the because in, in the first Candyman, um, the I forgot. I don't know her name. The lady, the main lady, she's like doing a story. I know she's not doing. She's like in school, I think, and she's doing like a paper on Candyman. And so she goes like to the neighborhood and she speaks with the people because like a lady had like died and they think it was associated with Candyman. So she goes to the neighborhood to speak to the people living there. And then um, she like befriends this one lady who has a baby. And then uh, I forgot what happened in between that, but like Candyman was like, I want you to join me. And so he takes, he kidnaps the baby to make her join him mm. and stuff. And so he's like, the only way you'll get the baby back is if you join me. And so he's like, he's like, yeah. And like, she gets the baby back. Um, and I heard that the baby is the guy in the new one. So he just grew up. So that's why I heard. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be interesting, and that's why that's why I like Jordan Peele because he takes something that we know and he just makes it completely different. So it'd be interesting to see what he does with this new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what was kind of missing again with this film. They could have made it different. I feel like there was there was moments where they could have made it so much different and so much more refreshing, but they just decided to make it into a film again about a ghost or a deity and the kids in the end were fucking evil so you know it there was nothing actually the film itself was watch it was watchable and and you know if it was a friday afternoon and i had nothing else to do and it was on tv i'd probably watch it just to pass the time but it's it's nothing special Mm. and i feel like that's that's why I like the Jordan Peele films so much because they are something a little bit more special and they're a little bit more thought out. Whereas I think, and it's something I'm sure we'll bring up again in other episodes, it's just that in Hollywood at the moment and, and previously and now and presently, horror, uh, horror films are kind of treated as a B-list genre mm. most of the time. And it that's why I like the Jordan Peele films because he's treating them as if they are an A-list film. They are something that can be something really amazing. And which is hilarious because wasn't he a comedy writer? Yeah, he was on uh he was on Mad TV with uh Key and Michael Key and stuff. And they did like skits. So yeah, so he he wrote comedy, which is again comedy and horror are supposedly the hardest things to 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 write. So the fact that he can write both and be really good at both is something we need more in the horror movie writing kind of industry. I would like to see less of things that I've seen before and just redone in different ways, which is why when when people say, oh, there's going to be this remake or that remake, I'm just, I don't want a remake. I want originality. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And... Yeah, like I feel it's hilarious, but you know, I feel like there's like when they do release horror movies, I feel like they don't put much like thought, I guess, into these movies. Now it's just like let's just add, you know, blood, gore, maybe like a weird creature, 
and like you know and this this havoc running havoc on like a town or something and it's always like the same like you know they follow like the same pattern or like storyline and stuff and i'm like with jordan peele like he put it felt like he put thought into like these films like he's like i want he's like yeah i'm gonna have like you said like a creepy family but like i'm gonna put like uh like a you know i'm gonna put something else with it and stuff like with us like yeah i have there's like uh like um clones coming to kill you but like you know i'm gonna do it and like you like he did it in a certain way like it put he put thought into it and it wasn't like kind of like half-assed i guess yeah and i feel like i feel like then this this film was kind of half-assed and you can tell that that it wasn't fully thought the out. The acting was the yeah the the thing is is, is as most horror films I suppose that have some budget, which I'm sure this movie did have some budget to have Ethan Hawke in it because he is a a well known actor and that you know they must have had some budget. With these budget with these high budget films, the acting is really great. Like we said, the music was really great. But it was just the story and the actual overall effect of the story that we knew what was going to happen at the end anyway. As soon as they said the kids weren't, one of the kids weren't found, I thought to myself, well, one of the kids are obviously going to end up murdering their family or get close to murdering the family. Like, they're either all going to get murdered or at the end somehow they find a way to exercise the, the demon. I also wish he went out because he stayed in the house the whole time. It never left the house, I don't think. No, I don't think it did. So, like, I wish there was more, like, maybe he did research himself. Like, he could have easily, like, you know, went to the library or something and did some research on, like, this family. Like, new, like newspaper articles. I mean, like, he had, like, online, like, the internet and stuff to look it up. But I don't know, he could have... Ask like people around town, and so because I'm sure like besides Deputy yeah. So and So, there had to be other fans of him in that town, and so he could have just went around and asked people like, how is it like you know, especially or he could have went to the neighbors and like, yo, did, did the family act weird at some point? Because like I don't think yeah. Deputy So, because like I don't know if it was like a small town or it was like a decent sized town, but like the way it seemed like Deputy So So like knew them, like he was like, oh, they they were never weird. You know, they never called the police and stuff. And I'm like, well, well why didn't he go talk to the neighbors about him? Like, he could ask the neighbors, like, hey, yeah. you know. Yeah. Overall, I, I mean, uh, overall, I would give this movie a five just because I feel like, although it's although it's watchable and although it's not awful, it, there's just nothing special about it. It's forgettable, cause like I'll forget yeah, about there's, it there's in the next couple weeks probably. Yeah, and it it just makes me hope that Sinister Two is better. Mostly because I I want James Ransom to be a better known actor than he is, but um. But also the fact that, I feel like in the second film, from what I've briefly read about the second film, if the if it isn't good, then they really. Whoever wrote the films really do not ha- know how to write a horror film to save their life. Because I won't go into like the massive... But th- there is something a little bit different about the second film from what I've seen um, online. And so if I when I watch when we watch it, maybe when we do an, an episode about it in the future, 
if if it's if it's not as good, then there's something wrong with that writer, and he's missed an opportunity. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd give it a five. What would you give it? Oh, are we giving it out of five or out of ten? Out of ten. Um, probably like a five or six. Like I'll probably say five too, because I don't know. Like the music was good. Some of the scenes, like I said, it made me nervous watching it at night. So, like, I feel like the music and, like, some of the scenes did a good job and stuff. But, like, other than that, like, the plot could have been stronger. Like, it's a good idea. It's just that, you know, they could have did it a different way. They could have filmed, like, it could have been better. Like, it's not a bad idea what they did. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I didn't do any kind of research outside of the watching the film, but did you manage to research the demon at all? And did you find anything? Um, I, I, I looked, I looked him up very briefly. Like it said that, so it said like, he's not real, but he's like based kind of like, he's like kind of like a brother to like an actual, um, like deity. I'm a say this name so horribly. But is well, uh, it's like uh, Moloch or something. It's like M O L O C H. That's so. That's what he's based off of, or like the brother of. Because um, like for for Bagul, he sacrifices. Like it said, he like sacrifices children. Well, like he feeds off the children and like has the children um, kill the families. But like the. Uh, the deity that he's based off of, um, it was like, I think they said that, like, uh, people give up their children to be sacrificed. Uh, so it's more like an actual option. Yeah, because they said it was like a biblical, it was like, it said that it's a biblical name, um, and children are sacrificed through fire and war. That's what it said when I read, when read up about it. And then I saw pictures of, of it, and it was like a, usually a bull- and they said that, like, the children will be put into the bowl and, like, cooked. Oh, my God. That's what it said. That's what I was reading. I was like, oh, okay. So. Okay. Like, oh, all right. Kill your kids. But, yeah, like. That... I, know we said we, I know we said we throw our ch- those kids away, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cook them in a bowl like Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's what it said. That's that's all I read about. It. Cause like I don't know, like, it was cause it was it like it was like so much information about it. And I was like, I just want to briefly get like a summary of what it is. So that's pretty much the summary. I think even that would have been a better storyline. That in the end, he sacrificed his kids. It's like, but like in the movie, he just kept them and like fed off yeah. them like over the course of like the years or something. Because if, if the original um, deity that he was based off of, Bagul was based off of, um, if it was more that they actually sacrificed their kids, that would have been way more darker than... Like, he, they could have did it where, like... The, yeah. I would say they could have did it where the kids killed the family and then himself, like, he could have, you know, cooked the kids or something. I don't know after that instead of just like keeping them like chilling in his like photos because like they say he traveled from his world to ours through like imagery like photos and stuff so like in like films um 
so yeah, I I feel that he could they could have killed the family. He could have took them into his like picture, and then sacrificed them there instead of just like kind of kept them around. Hmm. Yeah, but overall, I mean, oh, well. <laughs> I felt like we said it enough that this film was okay. I'll watch the second. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It, it, it's a bit like Cabin in the Woods. It was okay. It was okay. It was watchable. It wasn't terrible. It's just nothing special about it. Um, which is a shame because I kind of just want to say that it, it, the listeners who do end up listening to the podcast and stuff and um, uh, do like what we do. Give us independent horror films that you think are really, really good. Like, I want an independent or lesser known horror film that is really good. And I just want to watch it and like it because we see the big, we see the big, the, the big horror films like, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, or, um, or Nightmare on Elm Street. And you can tell that there's been a lot of uh, funding into that or like um, they are a cult classic or whatever, like, you know, the new Halloween film, stuff like that. I don't, we will probably cover those films, but what I'd like to cover also is a lesser known film that otherwise we probably wouldn't know about. I would really like to know about that. So I'm just, don't know, whoever listens, tell us about your favourite independent or just lesser known horror film because i want to i want to do more of these i don't just want to do big well-known horror yeah, films. Same. i want to do the little ones as well yeah so but you know what I, th- I i think we've covered everything in this episode um and like i said it could have been a lot better and but hey ho you can't win them all <laughs> They can't all be Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> like they can't. That was good. They they can't all get a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for watching this episode, and remember to give us a comment, a like, and subscribe to the channel. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of our ramblings and apologies for all of the interruptions that I will try and edit out as much as I can. But, um, today was apparently not the best day to record, but we kind of wanted to do it anyway. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you next time. So goodbye.